Hello and welcome to Criticism is Dead, a weekly culture podcast about what we're watching and what it all means, if it means anything at all. I'm Helen keskin Liu, a screenwriter and producer. I'm Jenny Dijon, a culture writer and critic. This is Succession Sendoff, our special series following along Succession's fourth and final season. Today we are talking about episode four, Honeymoon States. Mm-hmm. So a brief, right. a brief summary of what happens in this episode. The day after Logan's death, Family and colleagues and friends gather at Logan's, now Marsha's home, to grieve. An imminent board meeting that will determine the next interim CEO of Waystar Boyko sparks plenty of conspiring, deal-making, and sucking up. Frank, an executor of Logan's Will, delivers some information that potentially changes everything. And finally, the board decides. All right, so... What an episode. So much happened. What an episode. I know, so much happened. It really feels like I don't know where to start. Um, There are a million details that I wish we could get into, but we're going to go broad strokes. Yeah. I'm going to start, I'm going to basically like start from the beginning. Um, Huge bombshell information announced in the first like three minutes, which is that Shiv is pregnant Mm -hmm. in her womb scams. Had to do it. I'm sorry. I had to do it. But yeah, Amazing. so it turns out, I guess, uh, Shiv has been trying. The Italy trip, I guess, probably worked, right? Yeah, I guess it did. That's the thing, like, there was a lot of, like, talk about what, something working and, like, her being okay. I just assumed it was maybe, like, an IVF situation, but I guess not, right? I guess it just must have happened I think naturally. I, in. Yeah, I don't know exactly, like, the the timeline of everything is, is a little foggy, but... I did, I think I read somewhere, maybe on Twitter, maybe in like an article even that like the timing of what they're, you know, the, the weeks or whatever. Yeah, four months. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially yeah. matches up with, um, Italy. So her and Tom potentially, but you know, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Um, it was really, <sighs> you know, that, that moment later on in the episode when she's talking about how they killed Logan. She feels they killed yeah. Logan. And she's like, yeah. you know, he otherwise he could be kicking around for the 20 years and he would live to see his grandkids. Like, that takes on whole new meaning now, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's sad because, like, the, the part where she's just like, I was the only one that feels like they lost something that they actually wanted. Mm-hmm. B- because, like, I mean, they all want his love, but I think not the way that Shiv wanted it. I think her being the only girl... Only girl. ...really made her long girl. for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, really this long for it. whole episode is very... Um, like, the, the gendered aspect was very pointed uh, this time. Yes. And more than, you know, it usually is. And, of course, it's... We get Marsha back... Yeah. We see the, the, the play out between Marsha, between Carrie, Jerry, yep. uh, yes. Shiv, yeah. of course, like all of this. Yeah, and it's always been there. We always thought it was just Logan trickling down, but it, it feels like he has infected them all with his virus of just seeing Shiv in a way that, you know, she's patronized constantly throughout this episode, as are all, almost all the women, like in their own ways. And they all use a little bit of the power that they have everybody excluding Shiv it feels like it feels like Shiv was like pretty powerless in this let's let's get back into Marsha like I'm actually so glad that she's back I really didn't yeah you know at the top of the season I think a lot of people were thinking okay we're not going to see Marsha again and that's such a shame but I'm so glad the bitch is back and she is just like as ice cold and acid as ever I told you she'd be back man they're not gonna let her go to waste like the queen here my bus are you kidding me like out here speaking French like she normally does love her um yeah she was incredible 
really delivered on all of it. Like just like her first conversation with Kendall, where she's just like, "We had intimate conversations." I know, like, like yes, really solidifying the com- like the position. Yeah, you better let him know. <laughs> and then just you know, the whole thing with Kerry was fascinating. Just I, I kind of, I'm kind of surprised they went there with Kerry. Um, I, it I felt mean, it's a little first, bit more dramatic. Like, yeah, it's the first like official confirmation. I think like there have been rumors and gossips and everyone like talks about it hush hush but this is the first potentially like official confirmation like okay yeah carrie was actually his girlfriend mistress yeah and according to her they were planning on getting married it was that serious like it's yeah it is fascinating that this is the context in which that information alleged information whatever like it actually is like pretty much out in the open when it has pretty much just been joked about and mocked and and, right the whole time yeah, she had a lot of shit in that bag, dude. She, she was basically shit. living there. She yeah. was essentially living there. That's mad. Yeah, and you really see, yeah. like, similar to the last episode, and we saw, like, how Carrie has turned out and how, like, Colin has turned out. Like, once they lose their sole guy, the their protector, the guy, like, keeping them all here, um, yeah. they yeah. are just totally left out in, in the cold. And, oh, my God, when Marsha was like, we're going to call a taxi for her to take her to the subway. That is yeah. so, oh my God. So she can go back to her little apartment. Her boat, go back to like, her. Yeah. Wow. It's just like, oh, that wasn't even necessary. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't even necessary. Yeah. Like, and you see Roman actually like, he's the only one who's kind of like, fuck, that was totally unnecessary. Like, I feel bad. I need to help her. It's just, it's just, it's just funny king. how, yeah, he is a sensitive king. It's funny how like the different points of, sensitivity or flashes of like kindness or like humanity like they come out they jump out at different points for each of these kids yeah like even though he took the piss out of carrie i think there's a part of roman that just like by extension of his respect for his father respects carrie in a way and like does not want to see her be humiliated which is not something his father would want either no so it's kind of like he's yeah he's trying to like assert his father's presence in his own house after you know one day after his death which yeah yeah, that's that's classic Roman. Yeah. That's, and he gets he gets squeamish about things too, like the way that uh, yes, his, his siblings yeah. doesn't. And so this is just one yeah. of those instances, I guess. So. Yeah. Um. Speaking of asserting dominance, obviously, yes. like once the wake begins, the <laughs> coronation demolition derby begins. Yes. Um. And made an observation with my husband where he was like, this feels like speed dating. And I was like, yes. Yeah, everyone's just like circling around in different combinations. Yes, there is a lot of checking in. There's a lot of like, where are you at on this? Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to Tom for trying his absolute best. Yes. He's in a tough position, man. He's so, yeah. As Carl lays out so clearly for him. Yeah. And something I noticed uh, in this episode is whenever Kendall says, I like you, it means fuck off and never talk to me yeah again. there's like an asterisk like, like he said yes i like you good luck and the yeah. underline like you're gonna fucking need it and it's it's you know it's revenge for that time that he rejected kendall outside of the diner you know when he mm-hmm. was just like he never loses and it's like it looks like life lost it for him um yeah yeah he's he's trying his up he goes from sibling to sibling he goes from the old guard to the new guard uh yeah not great <laughs> not great at all and then greg doing his own very clumsy version of that which is just oh, a fucking so idiot. mortifying to watch isn't it so funny how 
we started having some kind of not necessarily affection but he was the stand-in for the outsider yeah so we kind of felt a little bit like him from the outside looking in and now that he considers himself in even though he definitely isn't no makes it even more disgust like he's just turned into like full-on villain like i fucking hate his cuss this 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 arc is i mean i think it's a really great arc for him and to show what yeah being in this orbit with the the toxicity of it like what that does to a person who even has some who is like not a very strong you know strong-willed person to get no no there we go and obviously Obviously, the old guard have their own little conflab. I thought it was yeah. really funny. Their dialogue felt I very diplomatic. They, I know. I love when they talk. Like, I love when they yeah, talk to each other. Best. And that's just this, all this coded and underlined and the passive aggressiveness and just everything is just that the extra layer. And you can tell, like, yeah. I, will, I would, like, cut you in a fucking second, but I have to couch yeah. you under some, like, uh, corporate or therapy, polite speak. Yeah. It's waspy concentrate. Like, they're yeah. all drinking it. Um, Let's talk about the letter. Mm. Question of the century. (laughs) Yeah. Is it an underline or a cross? That when they finally like showed the visual of it, like that was so 50 50. That's a really expert, just like whoever drew that line. Like, yeah. Like, how many times I want, I want, I really wonder how many times that person had to do that to make it feel like just right. And how many times they had to take it to Jesse Armstrong to be like, what about this? Yeah. <laughs> and for him to be and like, I mean, that's it. You know, right. It. And the, the ambiguity and the unknowability of it is the point, of course. But what do you yeah. think? What do you think it was? Well, before Shiv even said it, I asked the question. Yeah. I was like, is that an underline or is it a cross? And she immediately said the line after me. So I think I'm on her side that I think it's more of a cross. What about you? I think I would have to say it would be a, a cross out too. Yes. It's, you know why? Why why would you underline it? Like what would be the point of underlining when it what is already right. there? Why would you underline it? And also I've crossed out really long lines of text before. I start from the bottom left and I make my way over to the top right. Oh, you do a little do, bit of like a diagonal slash. Yes, I do a diagonal slash. Or at least I try to. Like if I'm going straight across for some reason I always end up starting at the left and then kind of go end up at the top right. And I think that's what's going on here. Like if he's a right-handed person, it makes sense if he's going left to right and he doesn't do a straight line. I love how I'm like I'm really, really like detailed into this. But like he goes, I think it makes more sense for him to go bottom left to up to yeah. top right. But obviously, I, I like, but yeah, but obviously the ambiguity is like it's, it's yeah, the point. It's the, point. It's the interesting yeah. thing. But it is, I like how Kendall has to see that too, and he has to sort of mm-hmm. live with it. He has to grasp it. He has to kind of turns with the fact that like. Mm, he can't any ever have any confidence or certainty in this right but yeah he he decides to have it for himself anyway you know my man is a positive reinforcement guy when it comes to this type of shit you know i think he just wants to believe so he does uh which we see happening essentially from that point onwards it's really a turning point in the episode yeah and it changes the dynamic of the three siblings like instantly as soon as i mean as soon as this thing was surfaced that it's like it's it's this bomb that's been dropped in their laps and like the tension in the air and the way the the energy shifts like it's it was immediately palpable and it's so i mean so many of us were just like longing for this like roy sibling unity and yeah please can they finally get it together and yeah and like one more instant, like this is a great final parting gift from from Logan, just to make them, you know, fucking just a go complete at it again. bomb. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the way that they were 
before this was truly heartwarming. Like when they were checking in with each other at the beginning of the episode, I was like, this is so nice. And also when they were doing that, they were reading through all the obituaries. The, the headline translation. Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, the, the, the intimacy there, you really, really saw it. And just shout out to those three actors. But yeah, I was immediately disappointed by how Kendall yeah reacted in that moment like especially in that room it really pissed me off how the three of them just couldn't control themselves and went completely off the rails in front of the old guard who's already very suspicious of them yeah like why couldn't you just keep yourselves in check and like the way that kendall said well it sure as shit doesn't say shiv i was like okay and like she was so hurt and the last time i've seen her that hurt was when you know when logan screamed at her after the shareholders meeting like buzzing in my ear thing yeah you know like that that side by side of like logan and then kendall doing that to her is so unfair like really pissed me off man like what a fucking prick kendall it's he arguably is the main character of the siblings if we had to choose like the this whole the arc of the 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 previous three seasons and we finally felt some relief at this fact that like he's gone he's had this metamorphosis he's had this tragedy this trauma this like rebirth um after a you know more or less like death and god just when we thought like he'd finally maybe there's hope for him for getting out you know they pull him back in and again this is almost like the logan's revenge in a sense like you can't escape this like you want out i'll never let you out yeah yeah and the thing is i feel like just the way that he conducted himself in this episode it really felt like what it essentially was about for kendall was he just needed the person that was kicking him to stop kicking him so that he could also be the wolf or like the dog in the fight you know like it wasn't about him being better than his father it was him trying to prove that he is his father but he couldn't do that because his father just kept you know punishing him for wanting to be like him and now that he's off the books he's free to be like his dad and he's already started like not even a day after you know i mean it's it's very much full circle to (laughs) to the beginning it's very much like a a callback to all their conversations and logan's saying like you know you need to be a killer you're not a killer yeah and he's like oh i'm i'm a fucking killer like he's ready for this and like when he makes a decision to shiv shiv when he makes a decision to shiv the the legacy of of logan to shit talk logan like those are all decisions that go into this making of himself um yes in the image of his father i've got to say though him saying to hugo to to on the down low freelance uh do the do the negative headlines to put him on a positive i'm pretty proud of him for that (laughs) to be honest just because it's hugo handed it to him on a platter like with the insider trading stuff with the insider trading stuff and also like he's right his father would do this because his father yes. has done this to him yes yes his ho- his whole family has done this to him shiv has done that to him you know what i mean with the letter that she sent yeah absolutely it, like th- he is no stranger to your family putting you under a shit light. like he's done it and he's decided to return the fucking favor and yeah fair enough like is this healthy for his <laughs> healing no no Um, but is this something that he has to do i think yes like i think this is just that resentment that is seeping out from his pores and him like trying to ignore that it's actually happening i mean the show is all about like 
who who is the type of person that you have to become in order to be the successor, the CEO, yes. the the, yeah. the big guy. And this is like every single season, like all the horrible things that they do to each other. That's all like in the service of that. Like what kind of person do they have to become and contort yeah. themselves into? Or were they innately yeah. born with some of the traits to be able to become uh, their exactly. father? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, coming back to that whole, like, like the, the theme of gender throughout this episode, you know, eventually the three siblings sit down and talk about like who they're going to propose um, as the next interim CEO. And Shiv gets pushed out, you know, like it, it, Kendall thinks it should be him. And then he compromises and thinks that it should, you know, like, well, Roman, you know, argues his case and it's fair. And he's like, yeah, you and me, the both of us, let's do it. It makes sense. And then when Shiv d- is asking like, well, what the fuck about me? Um, the other two make valid points. You know, I'll say that. Yeah, but you- I'll say like from a realistic standpoint, like sure, like it actually it, it does sure. make sense. But it's yes. it's it's the pattern, right? It's the it's the history there. It's just um, it's it, it's the history there. And it's all, all, if you can convince the board, or if you can convince yourself, Kendall, that you think you should be CEO, there is absolutely no way that Shiv cannot also be proposed as an idea. Like Kendall, that with his history of drugs, with his history of fucking his dad over, fucking the company over, like, if he could fucking put his his name forward, I don't see why not. You know, it, this is, yeah. it, it's, it's just really, really unfair in the way that that played out. Like the, the two of them very staunchly saying that she is going to run it with them. It's just not going to be on paper. Um, and, you know, obviously once their business expands with Pierce, everything, like, she's going to have a really, really significant role. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not going to happen. Uh, that's not going to happen. This, I, I mean, none of that will happen, actually, like, <laughs> let's be real. Yeah. But yeah. Um, even if that were to happen like that, it, it, it just wouldn't happen. That's just, that's just not how yeah. seen to work. Yeah. And she, um, she obviously, you know, is feeling very very uncertain um you know they're talking about six months eight months by that point she would have given birth like and then she's completely she's out of the equation she's out of the equation and like that's what we're talking about with the whole gender question like she is trying to do it all and no one's letting her (laughs) and she is also set to do it without tom because there is a moment on the staircase yeah yeah the the tenderness the possibility of reconciliation like at least that mm-hmm. that's what tom is thinking and then shiv just like uh, immediately like it's just a complete rejection or rebuffing of yeah. that she is she is yeah. done with this person who has made her feel these things that she never thought she would feel from this person right and also like she can never take him for his word when it comes to his love because she was so deeply betrayed by him at the end of last season like he can say all of that, but what's going on in her mind, what's going on in all of our minds is like, is he just trying to get in because he's got yeah. no one else? Right. And the answer is probably yes. That is exactly what he's doing. He is being strategic about this. If he never did that, it's a different story. Like if he yeah. never betrayed her, if he never like went with the winning horse or whatever, like that's a different the dead question. horse. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this episode was devastating. I think like with Shiv tripping up as well, like it just really, really broke my heart. You really understand. It's like that oh feeling is so palpable, right? When nothing is going right, when you feel so 
Yeah. So frustrated, you could like claw your your skin and your clothes yeah. off, and then it's just something like that. On and top it's of like it. immediately after scolding them for laughing, she trips, and it's just it's so humiliating. And I yeah. really, really felt it for her. But the you know the lesson of this episode is essentially uh, wear compression socks, eat your fiber, and definitely draw up a will uh, that's legally. Okay, get everything in writing. It yes, is funny yes. that they um they basically got the mythological elvis death was more or less the same thing yeah and that dude. comes to play here yeah um, that's wild r.i.p man sorry like yeah <laughs> yeah dude. Driver, guys yep. um now we're gonna jump into our recurring bits so let's yes. start off with daddy's best boy who was mm. in your opinion the mvp of the week felon i'm gonna say roman okay. i just liked him this episode yeah. i think i liked his the way that he conducted himself i liked uh, his interpretation of this wake and the different people and the types of characters that came up to him to try and talk to him, the way he's just a fantastic commentator for anything that's happening in real time. Yeah, I like Roman and I like that he stuck up for himself and got himself, He as a COO, he is now acting co-CEO and I'm happy for him because I genuinely think he deserved it more than the, <laughs> the most out of the three of them. Yeah, I, th- I think Roman, how about you? I have to give it to Marsha just because mm. I think in part I'm so glad she's back. Yes. She is immediately taking up the mantle again as just like head vision charge. Yep. Uh, she's owning it. And <laughs> when she immediately sells the mansion to um, to Connor and yeah. not no discount at all, she's like, we're family. 60 yeah. to 70 million. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. 63. <laughs> it's like Marcia. done. Yeah. Amazing. When she said to Willa, uh, look at how far you've come. And then Willa right back it was like like tries to return like, look at how far we've come yeah. i was just like nice try uh you're you guys are different breeds of the same horse maybe but you're definitely different breeds <laughs> like all right disgusting boy or just like the the character this week that really made you recoil uh who is it i think tom dude i don't know i think tom just needs to bow out gracefully <laughs> of whatever it is that he's trying to do i don't think it's gonna work out for him to be honest um yeah, Tom just made me feel very sad for him in a way that felt kind of cringy. What about you? You know, I'm gonna, <laughs> this might be a little bit of flip-flopping back and forth, but I think I might say Marsha again. Yeah. Which is, she's, she came back, she flexed fully in power, but what she did to Carrie was just like so... So mean. Stone cold. Yeah. Specifically that like, the the taxi bit and everything. Yeah. It was just like... Like Roman said, it was just totally unnecessary. It was, it was so. like very, very evil stepmother, which I kind of thought that she was above, but I guess not. So, yeah, sad. Finally, I guess Succession Watch. Like, do you think the guys are going to maintain this co-CEO situation or do you think they're going to get power grabbed? I think they would definitely get power grabbed. Mm. Um, I mean, judging by this episode alone, I don't think Shiv is going to make it. I don't, yeah. I don't think this combination of Kendall and, and, and Roman are going to make it. Uh, I am gonna, for now, stick with, like, this idea of Madsen just, like, mm. fucking everything up. Fair what about enough. you? I think Kendall's gonna push both of his siblings out. Mm. Yeah, I think it's oh, gonna that, be I mean, only that would Kendall. Be a sort of, that would be a poetic ending. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna make an enemy out of his brothers and sisters, and, uh... He'll become... He'll like, get what he wants. Yeah, he'll become his father. Yeah. <laughs> like That would be a very poetic ending. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's see if we get there. Let's see. 
I'm excited. We're going to Sweden next week. So they're going to yeah. bleed the Swede and see where it takes them. I'm excited for all Get the knitwear. Some, it looks incredible. Cozy, yeah, I was going to say oh some cozy God. sweaters, some, 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 all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, me on, nice. me on Stone Island, uh, next week, <laughs> just getting all the, all the cable knits when it's the middle of the fucking spring. Uh, yeah. All right. That wraps it up this week. So once again, this has been Succession Sendoff. We will have our regular episode tomorrow as well. And we'll be back the next week with another succession send-off as usual. That will be Pellin steering the trip. Um, possibly with a guest. Possibly with a guest. Yes. Uh, TBD. But yes. stay tuned every week because we will at least have something coming about succession oh, every week. Listen, if it's just me that. monologuing, it'll still be good. I promise you, lads. That's I promise you. Too. That's totally fine. <laughs>